0: Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. Our vision is to see healthy leaders leading healthy churches that transform communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Together we're on mission to be encouraged, focused, and equipped for harvest. Many times as Christian leaders we spend all of our time pouring out and serving others. But the reality is we need to consistently take time to reflect on our inner life with God. We believe that the best and most effective ministry flows out of people who are leading from a sense of health and wholeness in their relationship with God, their relationship with themselves, and their relationship with others. In this show, we take time to delve into biblical principles, practical strategies, and inspiring stories that are gonna help you in your journey of becoming a healthy Christian leader. So, with that being said, let's jump in and begin to think deeply about our own leadership and life with God as we grow on this journey together.
1: Hi and welcome back. I'm Dwight Habermel, and welcome to The Healthy Christian Leader. We are in part two of a conversation with Dr. Cheryl Ann Beals and we're talking about resilience. And... uh, Sherilyn, again, give us a quick synopsis of the Sozo Center that you lead.
2: (laughs) Okay, Sozo Center for Soul Care with the Canadian Baptist of Atlantic Canada is actually helping pastors, lay leaders, congregations um, grow in their soul care. Um, Mm. So we believe that soul care helps people um, be free to be who God wants them to be. So it's removing Mm -hmm. obstacles, so dealing with... Um, things that get in the way, like we deal with with issues of um, trauma and adversity, um, helping to build resilience, those kinds of things. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Be healthier Christian leaders. Be healthier Christian leaders. That's, that's why you're on the show. Right. That, Thank you. That, you're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to take now and carry on the conversation about resilience. Mm-hmm. And um, my first question is, like, are there different forms of resilience?
2: Yes, there are, yeah. Um, I mean, there's overall resilience and sort of the ability to deal with adversity, to cope with adversity, but there's resilience in terms of emotionally, to be able to have a range of emotions and respond emotionally uh, with a variety of emotions. There is physical resilience, having the strength to go through difficult things or to, you know, you can think of it in terms of of being resilient to be able to move something that's heavy. Mm. Um, So
1: you're meaning like the energy that it takes Mm -hmm. to uh put out there to get the job done or keep things moving forward physical
2: endurance that kind of thing that's part of resilience um relational or social resilience Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to persevere in relationship and the challenges of relationship Mm -hmm. um so that would
1: be like in marriages or um, yeah. In maybe even work relationships. Yes,
2: that's right. To able to to able to work through those difficult things. Or that person in the church. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Psychologically, uh, psychological resilience being able to to think for, about things from different perspectives, being able to problem solve. Um, that's also a form of resilience. Mm. So there's yeah, there's different. Then there's spiritual resilience.
1: Okay, what do you mean by that?
2: Well, spiritual resilience, in which I think is kind of. The source of all resilience, and really truly, Mm -hmm. um, is to be able to receive the resources of God to live. Mm -hmm. So, being able to tap into, through Christ, of course, that um, God's resources, God's strength, God's empowerment to help us to live.
1: So, just clarifying that a little bit. So, it isn't just developing a regular discipline in being God's presence Mm -hmm. it's that ability to stay connected to the vine despite Mm
2: -hmm.
1: how the wind blows so to speak
2: yeah and to to be able to go through things with god right because sometimes as christians what we do is kind of like okay god i got it i can take it now i'll do it on my own but no it's that sense of that dependence on god's strength god's empowerment god's resources
1: Tell me a little bit more about that. Like that place, okay, God, I've got it. Like often in our journey as leaders, we can find ourselves connected to God. And then at some point in time, and we don't even know where, we start going on our own. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then God often brings or allows a challenge to come in that that reconnects us, that causes us to run home. Yeah. What is it that creates that hot and cold, yeah. close and far yeah. wanderer. Yeah. Well my home? my
2: theory of it is it's it's humiliating to us to be dependent. Mm. There's just this part of us that we want to be independent. Even though we love God it's like but I don't want to be dependent on God. I want to be able to do this myself. Mm. And of course what honors God is dependence. Mm. And that's the battle within us, that struggle to truly relinquish our power what we think of as our power and to truly be dependent on God and getting beyond that place because this the assumption is often well once I get beyond this I can take it I can do it on my own where God's saying no this is where I want you to live I want you to live Mm. in this tension in this place of dependence that's what brings most glory to
1: me it's interesting because one of the things that I know of Human maturation Mm -hmm. is we move from a period of dependence Mm -hmm. when we're babies and small children Mm -hmm. to independence Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously when we leave the home and develop uh, as a person But the highest form of maturity Mm -hmm. uh, Is interdependence, right? right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost to a degree uh, we need to reach that place of interdependence on mm-hmm. God, Yes. Uh, including him yeah. um, and being interdependent mm-hmm. on him. It's, well, and it's even highest to the highest level of but, maturation. But also
2: that, that place with God, I mean, that, that interdependence is, is real and is important, but actually when it comes to God, it's actually that dependence that says, I can't do it without you. Mm-hmm. I'm dependent on you. It's amazing. And I choose to live in this place of dependence. Mm. So it's not you making me do it against my will. I actually am choosing to live in this place Consistently. Of consistently, yes. this place of dependence on you. Yeah. And then the resources of God's resilience, and God flows into us mm. and empowers us.
1: It's amazing to me that that journey sometimes takes God... Uh, some time to develop in our lives and fortify. Not, not necessarily periods no. of dependence, but consistency of yeah. dependence. And
2: it's layers. and so It goes in a spiral, right? We, we have to keep going deeper and deeper. And, and it's those places where we come to the end of ourselves. Or I, I know as um, um, Pete Scazzaro talks about it in the, in the mostly healthy um, discipleship. Um, he talks about it in terms of the wall. When we come to those places in our lives, kind of where we have a, a choice. Will I trust God mm-hmm. and depend on God, or will I go my own way? Mm-hmm. And we, when we trust God and depend on God, he takes <coughs> us through it, and we grow. Mm-hmm. And we become stronger, we become more resilient. If we don't, we just keep coming back to the same wall. We keep coming back to the same thing until we finally do trust.
1: Mm. You talked about that onion effect or that Mm -hmm. spiral effect of going deeper and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you see God taking us deeper in in our spiritual journey as leaders
2: Hmm. well I mean one of the things that we often ignore is when God is showing us things about ourselves that we don't like or things that um, are painful or things that we just don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. We often think don't think of that as God actually wanting to strengthen us wanting to heal us wanting to empower us Um, Those are opportunities for God But those are things that often stir up our shame or stir up, you know that those feelings that we don't want to go there Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's an invitation to actually grow and and often we have wounds in our lives that God will bring us back too many times, mm-hmm. but always at a different level when we allow him to take us through, because he's growing us, because he's strengthening us, because he's mm-hmm. making us more resilient. And that mm-hmm. willingness to trust him each time to go back and go through it again. It's like, God, we've been here a million times, do I have to go with it again? <laughs> it's like, yeah, got more to teach you, got more. <laughs> and that willingness to keep going back and trusting him.
1: It seems to me that shame is one of the more Huge. resilient barriers Huge. that keeps resisting. Yes. Why is that?
2: Well, shame, if you go back to thinking about Genesis. And what
1: is shame? Maybe you can tell us a little bit about it. Well, shame
2: is that feeling, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. Um, It's that feeling of there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not good as. Um, If you go back to the Garden of Eden, that's what happened right after after the fruit incident, um, was that sense of then they knew they were naked and then there was shame came. Mm -hmm. And we've been living in with that shame ever since, that sense of... We're not good enough. Mm-hmm. I've got to earn love. I've got to, got to, I've got to earn, prove that I'm good and that I'm okay. And so that's a lot of our behavior, which leads to sin, actually, is because we're trying to prove something that's already true in God's eyes. We mm-hmm. already have value. We're mm-hmm. already, you know, what he's called us to be, and, and it's now about allowing him to work in us. Mm-hmm. And so that's shame tells us a story that says we're not good enough.
1: How do we identify when that shame barrier is standing in the way of what God wants to do for maturation
0: yeah.
1: is there a way of telling well I think there's there? a little, I think, think of in my
2: own life when shame you know sometimes I'm, I'm thinking about taking a risk or doing something and says well you know who are you to do this or why are you doing this are you sure you're gonna be okay and it's like, it's like not today shame. I'm not letting you <laughs> interfere with what God is doing um, it's that that kind of part of us that's fearful that comes up and starts giving all the reasons why you shouldn't, when you know God is leading you mm-hmm. in a particular way, uh, what makes you question your value, the things that make us question, you know, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not whatever, not mm-hmm. intelligent enough, those things are not from God. Right. That's the enemy, that's mm-hmm. shame, mm-hmm. that wants to stop us from being and doing what brings glory to God. And recognizing it and naming it is the first step of actually defeating it.
1: So we're moving in our journey. We recognize God is exposing something that he wants to deal with. We identify shame as a barrier. Mm -hmm. What do we do about that?
2: Well, I think then it's about, I usually say to people, start talking to God about it and saying, God, you know, I want to heal. I want to deal with this, but I don't know how. Help me. Send people to help me with it. We need relationships. Mm -hmm. So you need another person to journey with. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's a therapist. Sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's both or a community of people. We we can't do it alone. We need others to help
1: us. I think what you've touched on there is so crucially important. And it's certainly why we've had the well Mm -hmm. uh, that we've offered for pastor and ministry leaders to come together. But we are not designed to heal on our own in isolation, no. You know God, He's really brought. Uh, in, in fact, I think when you see Jesus in the Scripture sending His disciples two by two, mm-hmm. is or in pairs, is not just to deal with the discernment and spiritual uh, issues that come along in life. But it is that encouragement, it is that place of healing and in ministry to one another.
2: Well, even go further back. Jesus why did Jesus choose to be with the disciples on, right before he was crucified? Mm. He chose to be in community. Yeah. So if Jesus chooses to be in community. I think yeah. I kinda need it too. Yeah. You know, if Jesus was strengthened by others, so I need to be strengthened by others. So our our image of who we are supposed to be has to change. Mm -hmm. we have this lone ranger ruggedly independent image of who we think we should be that's Mm -hmm. not who god's called us to be
1: how does the church foster that or put that pressure on
2: well well one of the ways it fosters it is it doesn't always allow leaders to be human Mm -hmm. we don't assume that leaders have needs that they have weaknesses they have strengths um that they're human beings just like everybody else that they need care like Mm -hmm. everyone else churches don't often care for their pastors but there's an expectation of pastors to care for them. Um, And then leaders accepting themselves as as human beings. We have a hard time as Christians acknowledging and accepting our humanity. We really want to be God, and we're not. (laughs) You know, know, one of the things I've often said to you, you're not Jesus. You're really not Jesus. And, and i often say you know you need a double dose of jesus you need jesus for yourself and you need jesus for others yeah we
1: seem to <laughs> often struggle with the messiah complex and exactly. when we serve don't we
2: yeah
1: it's amazing
2: and we we don't recognize that us modeling what it means to trust god in those places mm-hmm. is truly our witness mm-hmm. and it's truly what blesses others is when we can share and allow people to see how God helps us in those areas of our weakness or woundedness. That's our witness of the power of God. It's not my power, mm. it's God's power. Mm. And that's what will lead people to want to trust him.
1: So how can spiritual leaders find, there's, there's going to be people listening right mm-hmm. now that are saying, okay, I agree with you. I can see in my life the need for Mm -hmm. God to be doing a work of nurturing and healing and developing resilience. Where can I find a safe place to do that? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not safe everywhere.
2: No, it isn't. Unfortunately, it's not. Sometimes the church is not safe.
1: What is unsafe? Pray. What is safe? Well. And and how do you find it?
2: Well, in the work that I do, because that's part of what I do, is help create community for leaders that they can be themselves in in the presence of god and in the presence of other leaders is is praying and asking god to send a friend or to send another leader or to send others to be with you on the journey we it's like on the road to emmaus Mm -hmm. we need to have others on the on the journey with us and so the first step is to be open Mm -hmm. is to say god i want this show me And God will bring people, he'll show you opportunities, he'll bring you books, he'll bring the opportunities to learn and to grow. Um, The other is to recognize that our suffering, our wounds, our brokenness, are opportunities.
1: Mm.
2: Opportunities for God to be honored and glorified, not something to hide, not something to pretend don't exist, but really opportunities for God to really show himself God and Mm. to show his power. And often our shame is I shouldn't have these things. Well, mm-hmm. we're human. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I often say, God, I'm a mess, but I'm your mess. <laughs> Thank you for that. And that God has a way of using our mess to bring glory to himself and to bring joy into our lives, to grow us and to transform us. And so mm-hmm. letting him do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know <clears throat> there are leaders listening right now. Mm-hmm that have been encouraged by the things you've shared. Wonderful. And I just want to take a moment and pray with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. for those leaders uh, that are within the sound of our voice. Can we do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. So can I take your hand here and we'll, we'll pray together. Heavenly Father, we just uh, take a moment and pray that uh, as leaders are listening to the sound of our voice, Mm -hmm. that, Father, you would right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, go and encourage hearts, Mm -hmm. uh, Father, for the journey of leadership, Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, the encouragement of their call. And as Cheryl Ann has said already today, We pray, Heavenly Father, that God, you would bring people into their path that are Mm -hmm. safe, Lord, people Mm -hmm. to minister to them, where they can share their journey, uh, share their discoveries, Mm -hmm. and that God, you would do a great work of building and equipping them in uh, the power of your word and by the power of your spirit and uh, setting captives free and establishing foundations. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank
0: you. Hey friends, thanks for checking out our episode of the Healthy Christian Leader Show. We pray this episode has encouraged you on your own journey of growing as a healthy Christian leader. If this has blessed you in any way, we want to challenge you to consider giving financially to support the work that we are doing here at Aaron Ministries. Your giving enables us to continue creating resources just like this for Christian leaders, both locally and around the world. And so if that's something that you'd be interested in, you can head on over to AaronMinistries.com forward slash give to partner with us today. And another way that you can partner with us is by sharing our digital resources with pastors and Christian leaders in your networks. So if this content or any other piece of content that we've created has blessed you, we would encourage you to send it to a friend and help us spread the word about what God is doing amongst Christian leaders today. Thanks for checking us out. We can't wait to see you next time.